0: Hello Doug Mellard.
1: Hey Doug Benson.
0: I woke up today and got myself a gun. No, I woke up <laughs> and and it wasn't that bad. We just did, didn't didn't have a guest booked. And uh you know, I started uh you know, scanning the internet trying to find somebody and I didn't, but what I did stumble across is the the fun news that today is Keanu Reeves' birthday.
1: Yeah, it's a good day.
0: Yeah, so I'm just saying let's do a pretend, like let's, you know, do a dry run in case we ever get Keanu on the show. <laughs> uh, you know, he's got one of the greatest names, you know, so it's it's a perfect for our show to talk about. Are you so special because your name is Keanu? Ooh. Yeah, did, good question. Did, did being named after Keanu means a uh, uh, cool breeze uh, over the mountains?
1: Uh, of course, it does. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs>
0: so being named that, he—that's probably why he's such a success. That and his tremendous work ethic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, let's just uh, you know let's have fun with the pretend Keanu uh, episode. Maybe we'll ask Keanu some of the questions that were left over for, uh, for Steve (laughs) Hagey and uh, yeah, let's go to work. The man has done it all from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure to The Matrix to John Wick, and he's not here today. (laughs) Everybody, let's not say hello to Keanu Reeves.
1: (laughs) You forgot to mention Kellogg's commercials.
0: Was that like one of his early jams?
1: Yeah, I think that was way early before anything, really.
0: He, yeah imdb doesn't get into commercials generally
1: yeah it was actually uh, it is that. that's what i thought but i did see it on his page which is kind of weird because i don't think i've ever seen that before
0: oh wait so what kind of do you know what the commercial's for
1: Yeah, uh cornflakes i think
0: oh because he's it because it does uh imdb does list a um uh, a commercial, uh, but they call it a video short. And but I assume it's a commercial because it's called Coca Cola. Coke is it? Oh, uh, and then he's in it. He plays biker. So, but I don't see anything else that would be a, a, a uh, you know a serial commercial. But like I said, IMDb generally doesn't list uh, you know uh, people's commercials.
1: He actually played a young John Wick in the Kellogg's commercial.
0: Oh, hang on pardon me from several years later, it was, he had already acted in some, uh, some stuff, you know, uh, he hadn't, uh, you know, Bill and Ted hadn't happened yet, but in 1987, he was in a Kellogg's cornflakes. And again, it says video short. This is an interesting development that they're calling commercials, video shorts, but they call him a Kellogg's model. (laughs) So I guess they covered him in cornflakes. <laughs> yeah <Real weird. laughs> oh, no, he, he was dressed up as the DNA of a cornflake <laughs> he was a DNA model um but yeah he's uh he's been uh, acting in stuff since 1984 which is when my career sort of began as well so we've really been on parallel tracks <laughs> 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 um but, man, he's really – he's got them lined up now. John Wick 4, Matrix 4.
1: There's a John Wick 5 in the works, it looks like.
0: Well, that's in, uh, you know, what what they call pre-production now. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that might be one of those cases where they decided to shoot the fourth and fifth ones back-to-back. Um, but then uh, Matrix 4 and uh, DC Super Pets –
1: yeah I couldn't find who he plays in the d c super pet world.
0: Maybe you know that's a maybe they're holding their cards close to their chest on that. We're not gonna know you know maybe they released who the voices are but not who they're playing. <laughs> but who knows i mean that could be that could be anything that could be something I would enjoy a great deal or something oh, that is sure. not for me <laughs> um so of course, we'd ask him about growing up, Keanu. He was born, like, in Beirut or some shit. What? And, yeah. And uh, his mother is, like, some sort of uh, dancer, performer, model sense. model type. And uh, I lost interest in the, the, this part of the research when I was looking at what the dad does. But, um, you know, so he's... Uh, He's certainly been a worldly baby and also got into acting as a teenager. When I was first living in Hollywood, uh, you know, cause I kind of bounced back and forth when I first moved to LA, I lived in Hollywood for a while, then on the Valley. And, uh, but when I was living in Hollywood, one day I was at Gold's gym. That's where I had a membership and I'd go in there and pretend to be somebody who works out. And, <laughs> and uh I tell I tell you the pandemic really taught me that like uh you know working out is you know super important if you want to lose weight fast or or yeah. make certain things look good on you. But just a good diet is really is really key. Right. Yeah, You know, I mean, I guess some people are different, you know, metabolisms and whatnot, but I just feel like uh, if I just don't eat a lot, then I'll be, you know, I'm able to keep my weight down.
1: Yeah. What sucks is like, I think with everything going on, I tend to like gravitate towards horrible comfort foods.
0: Right. But just eat less of it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I actually have gotten a little bit better lately and I will say it has been nice to just not go to the gym. I used to go religiously, and it's pretty nice to just throw that off the counter and not go.
0: <laughs> right. But it's also, isn't it wild how you haven't really gotten that wildly out of shape by not going?
1: Yeah. It's, it's you know, in the same ballpark.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what I mean. Like I, I was just going in there and getting on machines and doing stuff. And it was like, you know, I'm sure it's good for me, but now I walk pretty much everywhere I go and I try to not eat too much. I don't drink too much anymore. So, you know, seems to all be. Uh, evening out but you know i mean once gyms are like going again i'll certainly like especially when i'm on the road a hotel gym's great because you got you kind of have the day free anyway sure. uh, so you might as well get in there and do a little something but what were we talking about keanu reeves
1: <laughs> so i was uh... he's a worldly baby which i've never <laughs> heard no we were
0: talking about gold's gym story. yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah so i'm sitting there in the locker room and I don't know what I was doing in the locker room because I don't I don't like gym locker rooms. But I was maybe I had to change for some reason. I was never a person to bring a change of clothes, you know, to the gym because I was never like going there like during my lunch hour or something like that. I just go back home and take a shower or whatever. So, but I was in the locker room for some reason, and uh, Keanu Reeves, who I you know had already in enough stuff that i knew who he was was uh just standing there in his underwear like his tidy whities and i'll never forget it because it was on my birthday whoa yeah So I just, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't that excited to see him in his underwear. I would have rather rather met, (laughs) you know, Happy birthday to you. Exactly. But that's exactly what I muttered to myself. Like, wow, (laughs) happy birthday. (laughs) But it was more excitement of just seeing Keanu. I wasn't necessarily thrilled that he was, you know, in his underwear. But uh, I didn't say anything to him at the time. But then many, many years later, I got the chance to kind of, Corner him at a film festival and say say hello and uh, he was he was super nice. But
1: did you just kick it, off that conversation with I've seen you in your underwear?
0: No, <laughs> no, I started it with. Uh, what did I say? I forget. But he he indicated that he was uh, familiar with my comedy, so I don't know. Uh, you know yeah. how I don't know how familiar, but it was still nice that Keanu Reeves. At least he acted like he knew who I was. Um, I feel
1: like Keanu knows all. Yeah, so I, yeah, I totally. I get do. It.
0: I do feel like that. That's true. I really do. Um, now I want to meet. I, I'd love to run into him again, because we can both run our fingers through our long yeah. hair as we speak to each other. <laughs> 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 so anyway, so we normally ask to guess how it's going. You know, in general, we don't want to necessarily get into you know, long pandemic conversations, but it's still just nice to do, uh, you know, a wellness update at the beginning. And then we asked them about, uh, you know, growing up with their, their name. And I just really, I can't overstate this. I don't think that Keanu must have been, that must've been a leg up in life to have such a cool name.
1: It's one of the cooler. I can only think of one other Keanu So, I mean, that's pretty... Well, now,
0: people, probably... It probably is happening pretty frequently, especially
1: in the lobby
0: and stuff, but...
1: Probably a um, lot of baby Keanu's out there now,
0: for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just because it's just such a, like, you know, I think most couples can agree on, like, you know, if it's going to be a boy, you know, what's the coolest boy out there? (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's got to be him, you know? He's just, like, so... Like, whenever somebody writes up a thing about nice things he does and has done, it's just like, it's just amazing how he's just uh,
1: so saintly. Is that setting the baby up for failure, though, because of high expectations?
0: (laughs) Well, that's the other problem, is that, like, you know, he was, uh, had an interesting name and born into a, you know, uh, not a, you know, poor or disenfranchised family. So I don't know yeah i don't you know that's the thing the old nature nurture yeah (laughs) and also nominative predestination was that it no nominative determinism nominative determinism taught to us by jeopardy champ andy wood a few weeks ago um is basically what our show is about is about how uh, you know what your name is can now like Early on in his career, one of his first roles was playing a hockey player in the movie Youngblood that starred uh Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze. And um, but his character name in that movie was Heaver. Huh. H-E-A-V-E-R. That's see now, that's an example of like if somebody got that nickname, Heaver, uh, that can't work out great for
1: them. <laughs> great hockey name, though. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess so. I guess that's the, uh, the idea, but you know, I looked through his, uh, credits of course, uh, to uh, see if he's played a Doug in anything and alas, he has not. I'd say, I'd say Ted is probably. Yeah. That's adjacent the closest. It's kind of, but Ted's still got something about it because, you know, Doug is short for Douglas, obviously, but Ted being short for Theodore, I mean, that's a whole nother, you know, that's a whole nother world when you walk through that door <laughs> than a person, you know what I mean? Like that people can go us, Doug or Douglas is already strange enough, but that there are people out there that you can look at them, and decide if you are going to call them Ted or Theodore. Or Teddy. <laughs> 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 yeah teddy that's a that's an interesting one uh but um yeah so that's the only uh you know and he always just plays like you know matt <laughs> neo of course yeah um so he's never portrayed a doug so well, even if we had him on the show he wouldn't really have any insight into what it's like he's to be been- a doug mostly
1: cool names. I mean, Neo and Johnny Utah are two of the coolest names in film. I actually yeah. I looked up a top like cinematic fictional character name list. Assuming Johnny Utah would be top five. I couldn't find it, but Neo was in a lot of those lists.
0: Yeah. I don't know why you're so excited about Johnny Utah. Have you been to Utah? <laughs> no, it just sounds like a cool, <laughs> cool guy name.
1: <laughs> Perfect for that film.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you see how Patton Oswalt, like, uh, you know, he has this big tour coming up and he the only places and he wants, you know, he and the whoever setting up the tour with him to agreed that uh, audiences should be fully vaccinated. And um, the only places that, like, he's not going to go to that he had to cancel because they wouldn't agree to those terms are uh, some a venue in Salt Lake City and some venues in Florida.
1: Whoa, Florida, that checks out for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I guess Salt Lake City is kind of weird, but you you never know. Like you can't like, you know, there's obviously horrible things going down in Texas with the laws there and stuff. And and so some people, some people are having a real boycott Texas moment right now. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that 40 to 50%, maybe more of the people who live in Texas are unhappy with these this these abortion law changes and uh,
1: i mean i'm back here and uh (laughs) i don't know anyone that's happy about it so
0: yeah so it's like uh you know i'm not gonna boycott a place just because you know some of the people voted or or put people in charge that are terrible i mean because it's not everybody and you know uh, I'm hoping that things will change there, but because just because of how outraged everybody is. Yeah. You don't want
1: to punish people that are also outraged about it. <laughs> like, right. They, they need the comedy, the you know, like, that's the thing.
0: Yeah. I just, okay. So the people who are not outraged, please don't come to my shows next time. <laughs> yeah. I only want outrageous people. <laughs> um <laughs> So, oh, and that's another fun character he played. I don't, It was, certainly wouldn't fall under the uh, cool characters list, but he was Ortiz the dog boy in uh, the movie his, his, his partner from Bill and Ted, uh, Alex Winter, made uh, called oh. Freaked.
1: Yeah. Freaked. Yeah. I haven't seen that since the 90s, so I don't really remember much, but I think I enjoyed it in a weird way.
0: Yeah, and I just sort of recall them, like, kind of, you know, they probably filmed all of Keanu's scenes in a day or something so they just cut, would cut away to uh, Ortiz the dog boy <laughs> or maybe I don't know I don't remember how much he appeared in it I just remember that I think Bobcat Goldway was like the voice of a sock puppet
1: sounds about right
0: Right. yeah
1: <laughs> it's a weird movie
0: do you think that uh, Keanu and uh, Doug Emhoff have they, ha- he ha- they have to have met right
1: I mean, I feel like Keanu would be welcome to the White House by any administration ever. (laughs) So (laughs) I feel like that's an open invite. There's like a plaque on the wall that said Keanu is welcome or something, you know?
0: Yeah. Who doesn't want that Keanu cred? Right. (laughs) Uh, If he likes you, oh my God.
1: I I feel like what's crazy, yeah, it's funny to think about someone in the white house wanting to get a picture with someone like that you know usually it's you want to get a picture with a not all presidents i'll say but people go to the white house it's a big deal to get your picture taken with a president but in this case it's a bigger deal to get your picture taken with Keanu
0: <laughs> yeah i you know i was on a like a teen preteen tour of washington dc where like they flew a bunch of us kids from the same school we all flew together to DC and you know it's this big racket where they just fly in kids from all over the country and charge them a lot of money and have these weird tours set up and you know you spend most of your time in planes and buses and hotel rooms but you know since you're 12 years old it's all pretty exciting yeah and uh <laughs> and so while i was like 12 no not 12 maybe 14 when i was 14 I went on a trip to D.C. and while I was there, got within spitting distance, only shook hands with one of them, but got really close to Gerald Ford, Henry Kissinger, Alan Alda, and shook hands with then governor or something, Senator Jimmy
1: Carter. Whoa yeah <laughs> what was Alan Alda doing there
0: <laughs> i you know i mean you're always gonna there's always random celebrities in DC, right? especially especially ones that are you know politically uh yeah you know like he was pretty outspoken politically back in the day like this was you know obviously around like around the time of mash or something so it was just crazy it was just like i you know as like as a little kid, you just don't uh think you're gonna go meet and interact with all these all these people, but like w- w- one day we were having a ki- like a, you know, a lunch somewhere and we were in a room where they probably had like, you know, groups of kids from other tour groups, but it felt like just us, you know, it just felt like my school and just out of nowhere, they go, Hey, somebody wants to come in and talk to everybody for a few minutes. And Gerald Ford walks in and gives us a speech. What? Which I think is just like what presidents do, you know, around DC, like is stuff like that like oh there's a bunch of kids in that room i'll go in and like give them a speech so uh yeah so gerald ford spoke to us and i was excited because i you know i didn't know gerald ford was like all i knew is that chevy chase played him on tv and would fall (laughs) down all the time but that still didn't make me not you know didn't make me disrespect you know i wasn't like oh that's that goof that falls down i was excited that the president came in and talked to us even though he was such a it's such a weird thing when, like, you know, he's only president just because Nixon stepped stepped down, and, and 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 Gerald Ford had been Nixon's choice for vice president.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what if you just gave your class like a speech, like, yeah, schools for chumps, drugs are cool. <laughs> what? Do you remember anything of what he said?
0: I don't I remember any of the content of it at all. <laughs> I just remember being like. I passed Henry Kissinger in a hallway like on my way to or from a bathroom or an elevator or something. And uh, and I just remember not not being able to get any other kid to give a shit that I just saw Henry Kissinger. <laughs> and, I, and I only knew who he was because he was like one of those guys that he, he would actually show up on like talk shows and stuff. And I loved late night talk shows when I was a kid. So, so I only knew him because I, you know, he was just one of those political figures that was, you know, mm-hmm. liked like going on and talking to johnny carson yeah. all right this is a a question that i asked myself and i um uh, i think i warned you that i was going to ask you about it we're going to take turns we're going to start you're going to say your number three favorite keanu reeves film of all time and i'm going to say my number three and then two and one see if any of them match up Ooh. lots of great stuff to choose from
1: yeah it it's difficult, right? Because the it's things not that, easy. The things that he's in, I like. Uh, that I like, it's I love. You know, like he's in some really epic movies. But so it was really difficult to figure it out. But so do you want me to go ahead and say number three? Yeah, I'm gonna go. God, seriously, this is this is impossible. But I'm gonna say John Wick at three, and I love John Wick.
0: Did you write these down? Yeah. Okay, sounds like you were kind of deciding last minute what to. No, what to no, because I'm, I'm looking
1: at the list, but it's like I could interchange them, you know? Like, sure. I love them so much, but.
0: But just I, commit to what you wrote down. Yeah, it's like we're on the New a game. We'll see if we match. All right. What? All right. My number three favorite of all the Keanu Reeves movies ever is John Wick 3. Whoa. I almost said three. Carabalum. Oh.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah. almost specifically said three. I just went with one because it's the first and it said everything in emotion. But I love all three of those films. And I'm excited for four and five.
0: I mean, it makes sense that they're doing four and five because they call them chapters. And that'd be a stupid book if it only had like three or four chapters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it kind of gives you a, there's kind of a spoiler there for the ending of chapter four as I guess he can't, can't really die if there's a chapter five, unless they're going to go back and show young John wick and use special effects to de-age him.
1: Yeah. John wick in elementary school.
0: Now I'm kind of wishing I'd done worse. Three Keanu Reeves movies. Cause that would be interesting. <laughs> Cause he's been, you know, any great actor is going to be in some stinky movies just cause they don't, they can't control everything. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your number two point break. Yeah. Two. I knew you might come in with that one because of course it is a classic. And, uh, I know you're a fan of the name Johnny Utah.
1: <laughs> I uh, I rode once, actually, from uh, opening for you, David Huntsberger and I opened for you at, in Ventura at uh, I can't think of the club, but um, like on the harbor. I think it's
0: called the Ventura Colony. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, there's parts along that drive back where Point Break was filmed, and. David Huntsberger knows every line, every word of that film. And he just basically did the movie the entire ride back. And it was equally hilarious and made me want to punch him at times. But God, it's that's how much of an impact I think it made for guys at a certain age. Like he has it all memorized.
0: Yeah, I don't know if uh if it's good that it impacted guys of a certain age because I I don't know I don't know if there's any positive messages in that movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean <laughs> surfing and you know President Robin Banks though. It's just uh just a fun ride. And one of the best chase scenes of all time.
0: Yeah, well that's the thing, is like uh, you know, Catherine Bigelow really uh you know, from from the start, she's been just such a terrific filmmaker, and uh, you know, only only a lady to ever win the uh, best director Oscar could change this year. There's a lot of lot more movies coming out that are really good that are directed by women.
1: Was Point Breaker first?
0: No, she did. Uh, I think she directed uh, Near Dark before that. Ah. Uh. Great Bill Paxton vampire movie. Ooh, I love me some Bill Paxton. Like it's va- vampire western kind of thing, and um, it's real stylish. And uh, and she also did, didn't she do Strange Days with Ray Fiennes and? Uh... Oh, Schwarzenegger. No, oh. <laughs> he's not in Strange Days. He's that's he's probably in several other movies with Days in the title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say Angela Bassett, but anyway, um, my number two, John wick (laughs) too.
1: I'm seeing a pattern.
0: Well, maybe (laughs) who knows, you know, I, you know, I'm a big toy story fan. (laughs) Yeah. And he shows up as, uh, you know, Duke kaboom. (laughs) Um, what's your number one?
1: I forgot. That's another cool name. Uh, my number one, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. It was just all too right. influential on me.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. That's interesting. Like that's a, um, you know, that's a solid three, obviously those are, those are all huge, uh, huge of movies. But for me, uh, I find all of his, uh, you know, not, yeah, most of his movies, there's some something I find, you know, flawed about them for 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 me, from my perspective. Sure. Like I get that dudes love Point Break and they love Bill and Ted. But I uh just really it just really slid everything came together perfectly with the Matrix movies. Yeah. So that is so that is my number one is I just think all three of them uh so my number one is John Wick 1, merely just because, you know, when John Wick 1 happened, I went, I, I was just wildly happy. Like, this is the perfect Keanu Reeves movie. He's finally yeah. doing exactly what he should be doing. And then 2 and 3 have just, you know, reinforced that, but added such cool things, you know. Still not enough to take away from that initial impact of the first John Wick. I was just, I couldn't believe how much I was enjoying what at that time was, you know, the hundredth action movie that came out in that, you know, two or three year period. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it was a big genre for a while and still is, I guess, but uh, you know, and now there's so many movies where I'm like, Oh, that's so John wick. You know, that's so John wick, you know, uh, that's the movie free guy uh, with Ryan Reynolds is like, PG 13. So there's no bloodshed. It's all like, you know, quote unquote video game violence. Yeah. But, but he shoots people in the face constantly <laughs> in a very John, you know, John Wick sort of way, like Christ, like punch, punch shooting.
1: Yeah. yeah that's, uh, they really upped their game with the Wick franchise, set the bar. But,
0: <laughs> so what we'd like to do today. If, we, if the listeners will indulge us as they uh, hear this probably over uh, Labor Day weekend, probably enjoying some sort of uh, a Mai Tai on a, on a chaise in your garage <laughs> uh, with a mask on. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, we've got five and five questions for Keanu Reeves, and we will take turns asking them and answering them. Uh, after the break, we'll be right back. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're back and we've got five. Do you write five, Doug?
1: I got five.
0: I've got Five. You've got five on it. I've got five on it. Uh, for, a total, uh, for a total of 10 questions for the great Keanu Reeves. I mean, how awesome it would it be if he listened to this?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. If, if, if we could get him, then we can also get Imhoff too. So it's just everybody wins on multiple levels.
0: You know? Okay. Keanu Reeves, if you're listening to this, please help us get... Doug Emhoff on the show. We're not interested in having you on the show, Keanu. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Don't even joke about that.
0: We want to just jump over you. (laughs) Um, No, we want Keanu Reeves more than we want Doug Emhoff, to be honest. But uh, neither one of them needed to hear that. (laughs) What is your first question? If, If we got Keanu Reeves on this show, what would you ask him? Who
1: uh be honest. Who do you think is nicer? You or Tom Hanks? Oh no. <laughs> My head just exploded a little bit.
0: I think he's I think he's so nice he's gonna give it to Hanks.
1: Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. I don't
0: think he could take the title because that wouldn't be the nice guy thing to do.
1: Right. It'd you be, know? <laughs> yeah, it'd be real weird if
0: he's it'd just like, called me. What if he just whispered, me? I he's a dick
1: <laughs> he starts a rumor about gerbils up his butt
0: I'll tell you it just you know sometimes depends on who you ask because you've heard of the uh, the biggest feud in Hollywood between Tom Hanks and someone else right
1: oh god yeah I can't remember what it was over a film right
0: yeah I guess that's what started it but they've really stuck to their guns apparently uh, Henry Winkler and Tom oh, Hanks yeah. Are not happy with each other.
1: And that's and Winkler is also in the category of nice guy.
0: Right. So it's just a misunderstanding between two nice guys, basically. Right. Um, but I don't know. I I don't even know where to side because Tom Hanks was you know, Winkler was filming, was directing Turner and Hooch. Tom Hanks was like, There's too much Hooch, there needs to be more Turner. <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't don't know about that. But no, he just didn't like being directed by Henry Winkler for whatever reason. My guess would be that they just both been kind of come up through television. And Tom Hanks was like, you know, now a movie star. And Henry Winkler was kind of a movie star. I don't know. I don't know what what went wrong there. But they didn't get along. And I guess Hanks, like, you know, gave it. And again, this is all just I don't even know where I heard this. Wow. Uh, so it's all could be completely false, but, it, you know, Hank's gave it his, him or me. And of course the studio is going to go with Hank's because he was, you know, he had done splash and big. And so he was like becoming a box office drow.
1: So it's definitively Keanu. <laughs> He's definitely the nicer one. I don't know. Oh, I, I forgot. I of, forgot. Yeah. That's
0: what we were even talking about. <laughs>
1: I don't think I've heard about Keanu getting anybody fired.
0: No, I feel like he does the opposite. I feel like he gives gifts to people that work hard on the sets of his movies. And, you know, like I think it's very reciprocal. I think everybody's super into being there. And
1: I think he like contributes to salaries. I feel like I've heard. I think so. Yeah. Added to salaries, which is that's so cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm telling you, that's just if you just look up nice things that Keanu Reeves does, it's just the list is stupid.
1: I going like to say, it, like, it, Keanu it, uh, having, talking about this and Keanu having a birthday, this is what people need to hear right now. Everything's negative. <laughs> <We>
0: need to,
1: <laughs> Keanu needs to have a birthday every day.
0: Right. Well, also, this is gonna come out tonight at midnight Pacific time, so no one's gonna hear it technically on Keanu's birthday. <laughs> well, so, so we're, but that's what we're doing is we're extending the celebration for people who didn't know it was Keanu's birthday yesterday. Hey, you didn't miss out. You can celebrate now. People who did know that's two days of celebrating Keanu Reeves. Uh, and it's, uh, never enough. Never. Yeah. I mean, he does a lot of, a lot of his own stunts, something could happen. So you never know when we're not going to have the great Keanu Reeves with us anymore. So appreciate him now. If you see him walking down the street, you know, yell something nice. Don't you? Don't have to say a catchphrase from one of his movies. Yeah. <laughs> he's heard those.
1: <laughs> they, 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 love that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, my first question would have been Keanu Reeves when you appeared on Between Two Ferns with Zach Galifianakis. He's in the the movie version. Uh who'd you get along with better, Zach Alvinakis or the Ferns?
1: I think he would for sure say Zach because he is the nice guy. Feels like yeah, put a human over uh you know, or plants over a human. It's not gonna come off right, even if you're joking. But I feel like Keanu is also the type that uh sees plants in a different light and takes care of them in a different way and has like a million plants around his house and like really takes care of them. And they are like family members or something to him.
0: Okay. So now you're, now you're leaning towards, you might get along with the ferns. <laughs> no, not,
1: exact. Zach, he would say Zach, but he loves the, Also
0: the joke when you're making it between two ferns with Zach Galifianakis is that Zach is being a dick to you. Yeah. In that. some cases the guest is a dick right back. So I don't know. I don't, I haven't seen the movie because cause uh, when I turn on Netflix, it it, it takes too long to happen. Uh, but <laughs> can you imagine just giving up on Netflix because it takes so long, but it does take a long time sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's weird.
0: Yeah, it, but that's more of a connectivity issue overall, I think, than...
1: Well, yeah, it is weird that there are certain apps that just for whatever reason take longer hbo max actually sometimes for us is like takes right
0: that's what i saw somebody complaining about recently i was like oh well you should try netflix then you know because it just feels like with somebody it's similar to complaining about an airline it's like oh yeah you think all the other ones are are great and perfect (laughs) you (laughs) know it's just the nature of it like right now all these storms that are going across the country on the east coast uh hurricane ida and whatnot like, did you see the footage from New York of like the subway filling up with water and shit? Oh my God, no! Comedy cellar, the comedy cellar yeah. was filling up with water. They like the what? audience had to get up and leave because it was the place was gonna fill up with water.
1: Good lord! Yeah, It's ter- oh, we're God. living in a Roland Emmerich film or something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, you should say that on a stage and just enjoy the silence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh jeez! Like, I don't every, think
0: it, I don't know if people know Roland Emmerich directed all those, you know, day day after tomorrow movies. Every bad, um,
1: every end of the world movie, well, Independence Day, all of them. It's all the same guy. It's,
0: it's yeah, the same yeah. Thing. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, you know, the, the climate change deniers. I can't, I can't handle that anymore either. Yeah. Like, it's just there's too, there's too much evidence that the weather's going crazy. Well, there's always been hurricanes. There's always been crazy weather. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, keep, they keep measuring these and they keep getting bigger. Like, you know, yeah, hurricanes have always been crazy. There's never been a non-crazy hurricane. Yeah.
1: I don't remember growing up where every summer just everything was on fire the whole summer. Like, it yeah. happened over a, the last few, it feels like
0: yeah you know lake tahoe being on fire is pretty scary because it's a fucking lake yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's it's not water. Good. it's water yeah. and it's on fire certain yeah. yeah all happy,
1: right well, happy birthday keanu thanks for on.
0: being here thanks for not being here keanu <laughs> um <laughs> all right so you're sticking with zach is yeah. who he's gonna say he got along with okay what's your second question
1: Uh how many people total do you think are killed in the John Will John Wick trilogy?
0: Oh, I like it. John Wick. I mean, the fact he's probably gonna be very confused in his answer because of the fact that you know he's already made part four and he's about to do five. Well, I guess
1: there's three.
0: I mean, just from having seen the three films multiple times. I couldn't even tell you if any of them seem to have a higher death count than, than the others.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. It feels, it feels like one to two, I feel like there's a jump each movie or maybe it's just that they get more creative with how they kill them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they also like, you know, towards the sec in the end of the second one. And then in the third one, they start to imply that like, you know, every person in New York is an assassin. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he also doesn't kill all of them. He just runs. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, uh, I bet you there's somewhere, I bet you there's a website that has all the, all the, what they think are the death counts, but also it just probably hard to count because sometimes he fights in dark rooms and there's multiple guys coming at him and he boom, boom, boom. You know, like I guess with each gunshot is a different dead body, but yeah, that's a great question.
1: I did find a guesstimate at least according to one website.
0: A I, I I meant for each individual movie?
1: Uh, the, as a whole, all three. The three. Oh, three okay. It says 299.
0: Okay, so it's probably like somebody just went, it's probably about 100 each movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's like mapped out as to each death because, yeah, it seems like it would be difficult.
0: It's probably like 75, 100, uh, and then, you know, like... Uh, hundred and twenty
1: five probably a couple guys that got shot and it it looks really grim but then they had surgery and they're just having a tough life now (laughs) but they're still hanging on
0: yeah oh i know there's definitely some like sometimes he just like snaps a arm on a guy or something and they're they're, you know they're just gonna lay there in pain and he can he can move on you know yeah (laughs) He only puts them completely down when he knows that they you know that they, they might get back up if he just injures them. Here's my second question for Keanu Reeves. Since making speed, how many times have you been on a bus?
1: <laughs> oh man, I you know what? He seems like the type of guy that would just write it randomly from time to time to conserve
0: energy yeah randomly um, from time to time but like 12 times how often is there nobody in his life going what you're gonna go do what <laughs> 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 you know what i mean because there's got to always be some uh, somebody with him a, a lot of the time i'm sure he spends some time alone but and then also you're right that maybe like in other countries he would like. Maybe yeah. just take public transport to get to the set or something.
1: Although you're already Keanu and so visible. And so if you're then on a bus, the speed references you're gonna get that can't be fun,
0: right? So that's what I mean, is everybody's yeah. gonna be talking about driving faster than 55 and all Hope that
1: this shit. doesn't go below 50 miles per hour. Okay, buddy. <laughs>
0: I think it would be a great care, a great hidden camera show to just have different celebrities show how easily they can move around in public without being bothered by anybody that you really do have to draw attention to yourself in some way. Even if you're a huge movie star, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and sometimes that that way you draw attention to yourself is by too much, too much stuff. Like, you know, like a, a, a hat and a, and, and sunglasses and, you
1: know yeah yeah people that try to look really inconspicuous just stand out
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah but i think that like i feel like keanu if he was wearing a hat because the the hair might give him away but also he's six foot one so that's another thing that kind of would be kind of striking if you were standing next to him you might, you know stop and take a second look just because I, when you see him in movies and stuff he doesn't seem he doesn't seem to me like he'd be over six feet
1: but he's right is. yeah that kind of surprised me but yeah i guess when i've seen him next to other people he makes him look kind of like i guess alex winter <laughs> <He> makes
0: <that> <laughs> <more>. <laughs> yeah he's a little bigger he's um question three
1: wow this is maybe you actually know the real answer here but why do you think Will Smith turned down the role of Neo? That's always blown my mind. I just feel like it was a horrible idea, horrible decision, but I'm thankful because I loved Keanu in it.
0: Yeah, it's not a fun answer, I don't think, but I feel like he, he chose something else that just ended up not being as big of a deal. You know, he just made a bad choice and maybe also the other thing may have been offering more money or maybe he also like read the matrix and just didn't like, was just sort of like on, pa- on paper. Does it just seem like a bunch of gibberish?
1: Right. If you don't see what the director like, in their head. Yeah.
0: I mean like, Oh, uh somebody shoots at Neo. He leans back almost all the way down to the ground. How's he doing that? We don't know. It's just a script.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's hard to make look cool on paper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, I just don't know. You know, he just maybe didn't see the vision because also the Wachowskis at that point had done like Bound with uh, Joey Pants and Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly. And that's a great movie, but it's not doesn't make you go, oh, yeah, they should do the Matrix next.
1: Right. Uh, I wonder what he took if that was the case.
0: I feel like he did like, you know, fucking Hancock or something. Oh, God or Hitch, something that begins with an H. <laughs> but also, it ultimately didn't slow him down that much, and who knows what would have happened with those movies with him in that role, because also Keanu, especially at that point, had never played like, you know, I mean, I guess he is a confident action hero in Speed, but like, you know, he's, I guess they're both good at it, because Will Smith did it in the first Men in Black, uh, the kind of oh, acting, nice. kind of confused by everything, and not being, you know, not being, uh, you know, a perfect uh, cop right away or whatever. Neo, Neo takes a while to come around on, you know, what's happening to him, you know.
1: Right. Nice.
0: So I don't know. I don't know what how how different that movie would have felt. I, I maybe Jada Pinkett Smith. Who knows? She might have been had uh, a bigger role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because she ended up in the Matrix trilogy, but she just comes in in part two, right? Or three?
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, she So well, at least one Smith got in there.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask Keanu if he would mind uh, saying that line from Point Break.
1: Wait, which line?
0: You know, that line.
1: <laughs> that line?
0: Yeah, just say it.
1: Point Break line. Uh, yeah,
0: ke- come on, Keanu. What's that line you say in Point Break that, like, if people are imitating you from Point Break, it's what they say. <laughs> I'm
1: trying to think of Johnny Utah. The, the main thing I can think of is not a big quote.
0: It is it? What is it?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking of more Gary Busey quotes than Johnny Utah.
0: Wow, that's uh, that's Whoa, insulting dude, to whoever yeah, yeah. wrote that movie.
1: <laughs> What's a big? Why am I? I'm not. God, this is when I need uh, David Huntsberger yelling, "Utah!" Yeah, in my head.
0: Yeah, I think he. I think he does yell the line, and I think he's in the rain.
1: Oh, when he's firing off the gun, he doesn't say anything there.
0: Yeah, maybe he's not in the rain. I don't know. It's just uh, it's the thing everybody says whenever they're quoting Keanu Reeves. I don't
1: know how I'm not thinking of this. Can I take a stab at it? In?
0: Once you figure it out, do you want to jump in and finish it?
1: Uh, I'm down to let Ryan get Ryan. I'll, I'll gonna...
0: start. I'll start, okay. and then you jump in and finish it because you're gonna know what it is immediately, and all of this will have been a big waste of time because you're gonna be like, <laughs> "Why didn't I just say that?"
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Ready? Yeah. I am an FBI oh, agent. agent. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. And there's, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah, the way he says it, too, with the very Keanu cadence.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I wasn't really exaggerating. That's pretty much how he says it.
1: I am an FBI agent.
0: you did it. Oh, man. It's not as good as eat some leftovers, but you did it. (laughs) What's your question number four?
1: Uh, Also related to that movie, did Gary Busey's character ever get to eat his meatball (laughs) (laughs) subs?
0: I feel like we need to try to get Gary Busey on the show. You're really, uh, you're really, He's the focus of Point Break for you. Like he's like, <laughs> like you should write some sort of sequel for his character from Point Break and pitch it to him.
1: There's a <laughs> yeah, <we see> <laughs> uh, yeah. That was a, such a cliffhanger for me when he orders the meatballs.
0: So,
1: Utah, get me two. And then he runs off, and then there's the big chase scene. And we don't ever get to find out if that guy got his meatballs done.
0: So. <laughs> I feel like he didn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did. I don't think he did.
0: Uh-uh. he's too busy shooting anthony kiedis in the foot um <laughs> uh, if that's how that goes down i don't know who who shoots him
1: oh man uh, it might not have been him it might have been one of the random fbi agents
0: right that's or yeah or or one of the people or one of the bank robbers
1: oh right yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think it's when their house gets raided
0: yeah, well, it's so it's so chaotic when they that chase scene where they're running through a bunch of houses and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Gary Busey in that movie, like, talk about unmotivated char- character, you know, uh, behaviors. The why? Why is he like on a desk pretending to surf at one point? Oh, Just yeah. because he's excited that Johnny Utah has to go undercover as a surfer. <laughs>
1: Uh, Yeah, that's uh, a little (laughs) bit of a stretch.
0: (laughs) He's so weird. Like, that's where, I think that's where Gary Busey just stepped up and went, I'm just going to do my Gary Busey thing from now on. You know, like, he was uh, untamable at that point, I think.
1: Yeah, he Uh, kind of stepped it up after that.
0: Yeah, because I think he just sort of, like, did whatever he felt like doing. Because, like, some of his lines of dialogue if a screenwriter wrote that down, I would be shocked.
1: Right. (laughs) Like I feel like uh, lethal weapon, pretty fun, cool villain, Uh, not too over the top, just evil, but then yeah, point break on. I think you're right.
0: Well, you know, everybody used to refer to like, you know, lethal weapon was like one of those scripts that like when nobody was making it, it was considered one of the best, you know, unmade scripts. And then uh, what's his name? Richard Donner made the, made the movie. And, people still sort of cling to the idea that it's such a great movie. And, you know, when I saw it again recently, I was like, yeah, I'm just, you know, not that into it anymore, but I always found different things about it to be silly and weird. And the weirdest in that is that it's one of the few movies I can recall. I mean, it happens, but it's just strange that Gary Busey is not the main villain. Like he's working for somebody else. Oh, and yeah. yet, when the when the main villain gets dispatched, there's still a fight scene on the lawn at home with Gary Busey. Where, why is Gary Busey even pursuing? Why Why isn't Gary Busey just getting the fuck out of town at this point?
1: Yeah.
0: Why is he showing up and still acting like I got to kill this guy? Wow. <laughs> uh, it didn't doesn't make sense to me, but you know, but it's still. You know, the sequence is exciting, I guess, so people don't care. Um, And Gary Busey is truly a more interesting uh, uh, villain in that movie. Um, Because doesn't he also, like, take a lighter and hold it up to his hand, like, pain don't hurt kind of thing? (laughs) 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 To borrow a Swayze. Um, Keanu, if you could take one movie that you've done and wipe it from existence... Which one would that be? Ooh, I
1: might have to go. I feel bad saying it, but that movie Freaks we were talking about earlier. Oh, Freaked? Freaked, yeah. I don't
0: don't think he would be. Why would, you know, he's probably not embarrassed by it.
1: Yeah, I guess because he's, uh, but it, it just seems like he was doing his friend a favor. I don't know if he necessarily wanted to be in it. But maybe like having the freedom of just being in some weird film, you know?
0: yeah, and hanging out with his friend and like you know, yeah, it's like. And then obviously they uh, were excited to do a third Bill and Ted together, so uh, you know they're tight. To think of I, like I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick anything from from uh, Alex Winter as a, a. I'm thinking more like. Yeah. Did you ever see Chain Reaction? No. Yeah, I was
1: gonna say that or Johnny Mnemonic, maybe.
0: Yeah, I don't know about and you know they're gonna they're doing a new Constantine, I guess.
1: Whoa, with Keanu?
0: I don't know. Now I'm thinking maybe not with Keanu.
1: Well, I, I'd actually heard that like because you know, DC stuff is so big again and that character can be cool. I did actually hear that Keanu actually really loved playing that character. So I could see it.
0: Yeah, I think maybe I think maybe they're trying to get it going again. I mean he certainly could. Yeah. And it could be way better than the first one, you know it could definitely it could definitely do with some repairs, but like the the filmmakers that you know if he brought in the the people that have been doing the John Wick
1: movies, then you know, that would be great. God, I can't believe Tilda Swin wasn't she in that? In what? uh Constantine? No oh, I am I just getting her getting The girl
0: much? was Rachel Weiss.
1: Oh yeah.:
0: I think. pretty sure. Um, we're up to question five already yeah all right let's do it we, I think we can get them in we're almost out of time oh we are out of time but let's do it anyway when are we ever going to get a chance to ask these Keanu Reeves questions
1: if you could really get into a phone booth and time travel who would you kidnap <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, definitely not Napoleon because he's a dick. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Sure loves ice cream though. No.
0: There's so many people, but I, I, you know, maybe he would want to, uh, you know, uh, go through time with Bruce Lee or some some martial arts person that he admires. Oh uh, yeah. Because he's super into those. Like he's really made several movies where he's in there doing doing some real martial arts. Like he trains hard for these things.
1: Yeah, I could see that, or some so, sort of guru or musician that influenced him. I forgot he when was I in th- a band, right? What's that? Didn't he have a band or he did at one point?
0: I think that seems like something he could do. He seems like <laughs> he would know, have enough talent for that. Yeah. Um, so my fifth question, because we we do we are out of time, but my fifth question is, uh, Crocs, would you ever?
1: <laughs> oh, no, nah, I, I want to say no, but if anyone could pull it off, it's that guy.
0: That's you the know? thing. He's he can he's he's a he's a complete win win because he could just be like uh, no, thank you, and you'd go yeah, of course he doesn't like Crocs, but if he was like yeah, I'll rock a Croc, then. And-
1: didn't you and You'd I start be like, thinking about in it. The
0: Crocs. <laughs> I have the ugliest Crocs ever. I'm thinking about bedazzling them because they're so ugly that I want to like take it up a notch and make them really ugly, or just <laughs> or, or like pretty ugly, you know. But yeah. uh, right now they're just this weird kind of like turd color, and I just wear them to go to the pool because I don't want to get you know I don't want my feet to get hot on the on the cement. <laughs> uh,
1: Shit, colored Crocs.
0: Yeah, you know I don't wear them out in public really, but they're they're just. I don't know. I, I, I guess, you know, some people do it, but to me they're just like more like, you know, beach or
1: pool wear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing it in public for sure.
0: Oh, but like with socks on socks and Crocs. <laughs> what the fuck are they doing?
1: But seriously, if Kiana started wearing them, I'd be like, okay, maybe, maybe they yeah. are cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. It would totally turn me around, but I feel like even for his purposes, like, you know, he's got to be able to kick a kick a, dude in the face in a moment's notice yeah, and they're not fighting shoes at all no you know they're just they're just bigger more they're just more complicated sandals
1: yeah you don't want to be in an emergency situation of any kind while you're wearing Crocs
0: so we ran out of time for uh, you know us to do uh, Steve Agee's leftovers so we'll ask our next guest next week if I can get my shit together and book somebody we'll ask that person steve Age's questions and then with any luck at all we'll get to five and five uh with that guest and we'll get this thing back on track doug plugs i'm going to be doing stand-up at zany's in chicago on monday september 13th and lots of other dates are coming and going adding and postponing at douglovesmovies.com doug mellard what do you got to promote
1: I've got a new album that drops at midnight uh, Ooh. called I'm worried about me. Uh, it's about my w- weird quarantine time in Santa Fe a lot of bizarre stories uh, so yeah, that drops at midnight and there's a it's available everywhere and there's a video portion on Vimeo you can also purchase that's got some bonus cool stuff on it. so check that out. I'm worried about me and then also I will be in Philadelphia. Uh at uh punchline with Dan Cummins next week, September ninth through the eleventh. So come on out, Philly.
0: Yeah, go see Doug in Philly and then come see me in Philly on uh Thursday, October 21st. This is brand new. I'm doing uh a stand-up show at, at like happy hour time at like six o'clock on Thursday the twenty-first at Helium in Philly. And uh I've done a couple of these before, and it's just kind of a fun, weird-ass uh, time to, to time of day to do a show. So uh, I hope people come by and uh, have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I think, Doug, you'll like the uh, title I came up with for today's show. As always, Doug and Doug's Bogus Journey.
1: Got it.